Still not our dino, but at least this one's a vegetarian. Catch me if you can! It is my job to protect all the animals of this reserve. Here it is, the moment you've been waiting for. Here it is, you know exactly what's in store. Now's the time we laugh until our sides get sore. W Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 726. And together, as we have been since 2005, we're going to celebrate the magic of the Disney parks, movies, Marvel, Star Wars, and more here on the podcast, my weekly live video every Wednesday night on Facebook, events, blog, and more. Please be sure to join the community at www.radio.com slash clubhouse. Subscribe to the podcast and find everything else at www.radio.com. So I invite you to please join me at the table at one of my favorite lounges in Walt Disney World, Nomad Lounge in Disney's Animal Kingdom, as we review not just the entire large menu, but the entire experience as I do something that I've never done before, I don't think. And then stay tuned for announcement about our next WW Radio group, I mean family, adventure, or should I say adventures. Then stay tuned for our Disney trivia question of the week, where you can enter to win a Disney prize package and more updates at the end of the show. And if you like what you hear, please share the show and tell a friend. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. In more than 18 plus years of podcasting, I am happy, I pride myself, that I've never, at least I don't remember ever, repeated a topic of the show. And within that, I've never repeated a live dining review of a restaurant until now. Because when I hear that one of my favorite live dining review menus has almost completely changed. I think with no power comes great responsibility. I feel an obligation almost to come back to visit Nomad Lounge. When we do our top 10 lounges of Walt Disney World, there's a good chance this is gonna be very high on the list. So for the first time I think ever, I'm returning back to a, a destination, a dining destination for a live dining review. And when I say that I can't do, do these alone, I mean it for many reasons. One, because I've never monologued a show. Two, I could not attack this entire menu by myself, literally having to call in reinforcements as I looked online and saw just how many items are on this menu. So joining me again on the show, in no particular order other than ladies first and somewhat clockwise around the table, is Amanda Bonner from Me and the Magic. I am very hungry and so excited to be here. I love Nomad Lounge. You're so excited. You're literally wearing a custom Nomad Lounge, a refreshing Oasis shirt of your own design. Yes, soon to be available. Loungewear by me and the magic. Dot com. Dot com. <laughs> it'll, be a, like, it'll be available soon. June 1st. June 1st will be available. Yes. This is like impressive. Also coming back, 
not her first rodeo or live dining review, is Lisa Donato Glasner from the Castle Run and Core Memory Candles. I'm always here to volunteer as tribute for a review, especially. I, I happen to have been here for the first live dining review at Nomad Lounge, and I was telling Lou after uh, this morning that I remember that like as one of the best ever. So I'm very excited. And is there a Core Memory Candles that smells like Nomad? What does Nomad Lounge smell like? Uh, there, sure there is. <laughs> it's called Ocean Flight. <laughs> Is there like a tuna poke chicken wing scented <laughs> candle? Some something. Some <laughs> and I think our last dining review may have also included chicken wings. It did. <laughs> but it is Connor Brown from WDWOpinion.com. You know, am I excited to be here because it's an historic day, the first time you've revisited a place? Sure. What am I really excited here uh, to be here for? All the food. All the food. And I'm happy to be here. And there's a lot of it. Yeah. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, Amanda and I were talking about, like, coming to do a review of Nomad. And this week, as I looked at the menu, it's huge, right? Because for a short period of time, like, sort of post-COVID, the menu around property were, were much smaller. This menu is extensive at best. I mean, it, it's almost... It, it's... It's almost more, like dining experience than I would call it like a lounge because there's so much because some lounges have like one or two kind of signature items here there's one two three four five six plus wait including specials seven eight nine ten eleven plus a super it's not a secret because it's on the menu but like a bonus menu so I lost count there's like 16 items on the menu if my math is right that's why there's four of us um there is a lot. So you've all been here before? Oh, yeah. Many times, many times. And I love the variety, too. It's not just traditional bar food, lounge food. There's substance. There's different flavors. That's why I love it here so much. And the atmosphere, obviously. And they also have really creative drinks. Mm-hmm. But it's one of my favorite places to come in Animal Kingdom and in any park. And I'll go on record right now. I know it shares the same kitchen as Tiffin's. I prefer coming here over Tiffin's. I agree with you. And you're right. The, the drink menu itself is a six-page front-and-back fold-out. So there's a lot. And I agree with you, Connor. The menu here is, why I like it, is it's super flavorful. Like, there's a wide sort of spectrum of flavors, including some stuff that doesn't mind getting a little spicy, a little mm-hmm. a little saucy, a little spicy. Much like Lisa, a little saucy, a little spicy sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely, like, setting aside the fact that it's even a lounge, it's, I think, one of the best dining experiences in the parks, period. And I mean, I don't know that it's fair to say like you prefer Tiffins or you prefer this. I mean, I would co- I've probably been here 20 times for every time I've been to Tiffins. Tiffins just a nice restaurant and a fine dining experience. This is just a gorgeous chill lounge. They've got great food. We're sitting outside, which is just the place to be under the fans. And like if Lou isn't hot on a May day in Animal Kingdom, like you know they're regulating their temps right because with the fans overhead in the shade, I think it's it's a good temperature. I know I'm hot, but it's only because I've been reading the menu. Uh, but yeah, there's there's an inside, uh, and there's a you know you could sort of just walk up to the bar. There's there's high tops as well as couches, but outside is the place to be. Um, it is a semicircular outdoor area that overlooks the bridge into Pandora. And if you listen behind, you hear not just um, themed music, but you hear the sounds of Pandora sort of bleeding over into the area. Um, so let's just take a quick sort of overview of the menu, decide we're going to get to order, and we can also look at the beverages as well. The Nomad Lounge menu consists of 
Cuban Frida sliders, beef and pork patties. I'm smiling and drooling a little bit. Crispy shoestring potatoes and mojo yuca fries at $16. Yes, please. Impossible sliders with chipotle aioli, also with yuca fries. I think we have to. Smoked pork ribs with a sweet soy glaze and apple jicama slaw at $10. A chicken Manchurian bowl with steamed rice, red cabbage kimchi, ginger scallion oil, and cremony mushrooms at $13. And it has a big square around it, which means the tuna poke bowl is exceptional at $16. (laughs) Steamed rice, edamame, pickled radish, chili sesame glaze. I remember this from last time, and I'm a a huge fan of poke. There's also churros, but there's also a special menu that has Tiffin's bread service with coconut curry sauce, guava sauce, and ginger pear chutney at $14. You had me at bread service. Um, There's a seasonal soup, the land... What's that word? Salad. Salad? Salad? Oh, it's this week's harvest of young lettuce and vegetable from the Land Pavilion at Epcot Center. Walnut roasted tomato, muhumara, garlic breadcrumbs, feta, sumac, and citrus vinaigrette. We'll just assume that that's delicious. (laughs) The charcuterie um, is $19. And there's also a honey glazed, uh, sorry, a honey chili glazed pork belly at $15 with chorizo goat cheese biscuit, soft poached eggs, and tasso gravy. Whoa. I can't even get the words out of my mouth. And timing is everything to honor Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month, also known as AAPIHM. It's the Bangkok crispy chicken wings with nuoc, cham, caramel, peanuts, and cilantro at 16, and a coconut mango cocktail with parrot, parrot baked coconut rum, stoli vanilla vodka, mango puree, and coconut milk. Just bring us everything but the leafy greens. I could watch you read that menu all day. Next is the drink menu. Yeah. Here we go. I'm so, I'm so happy. Like, just reading that menu gets me. So, was there anything on there that stood out to you other than all of the above? So, I'm, I mean, we're obviously, like, a little familiar with the menu. I'm crazy excited for the pork belly. Yeah. I'm very, very excited for all of the Asian American offerings and that chicken Manchurian bowl. And the Cuban sliders. I just like Connor in the background, just going like, "Yeah,", yeah. just like cheering, like, <laughs> "Let's go, hey, let's go, team, let's go." I've had there oh, a lot of those things, but the wings and the sliders and those yuca fries, really good. Yeah. It just looks like we're on this big, like U-shaped, like comfy, like couch that we're sinking into. It's we literally. We went around the table. We've literally postponed all of our afternoon meetings until later because we know that this is going to be a bit of an experience. Okay, you mentioned the fact that there is uh, an extensive and beautiful menu, too, um, here at Nomad Lounge. Take us through some of the the highlights because there's, I mean, there's got to be 10, 15 different drinks on there. And they're all all themed to different regions of the world, right? There's an Africa section, an Asia section. Yeah, and uh, there's both alcoholic and a lot of non-alcoholic drinks for those who are not imbibing, but they have different rum, vodka, of course, wine and beer. There's a coffee drink with some whiskey and brown sugar and butter that sounds very interesting, but I will not be getting that. But there's, And then they've got a lot of the non-alcoholic versions of the alcoholic drinks that uh, are pretty potent, so they're tasty, but potent. And that's new, right? I, I think as you were reading, many said that having a non-alcoholic—it's not just having non-alcoholic drinks, 
but I love the idea of non-alcoholic versions of some of the popular signature drinks here. Because Connor's also 11, by the way. We forgot to mention. <laughs> yeah, so this is actually new to me since the last time that I've been here. They have phenomenal cocktails. Their Snow Leopard Salvation is actually one of my favorite drinks on property. But now on the menu, for several of the drinks, there is a non-alcoholic version that's still like a proper mixed drink without the alcohol, um, which is awesome. Like every time you see that on a menu, anytime you see like a mocktail that's not just like lemonade with something in it, it's nice. So these, I'm excited. Maybe we could try one of them. When compared to other bars around Disney property, what I love about this is the drinks aren't cut and dry. Like you see a very similar menu at most bars on property. This has a lot of exclusive stuff, a lot of stuff that you might have never even tried before. One of my personal favorites, the High Tower Rocks. You might be familiar with the term High Tower in the Disney world. I think maybe in a little bit we'll talk about like the Imagineering side behind it because there's a lot of cool stories, not just within the restaurant, but they put in the menu and all these things. One of my personal favorites, beer-wise, which I might be getting, is the Kungaloosh. Another uh, Imagineering reference from the Adventurers Club, which, again, to date myself, was a little bit before my time. But I love that beer. The only three places you can get on property right now are right here at Nomad Lounge, um, at um, um, Skipper Canteen, and then also at Jock Lindsay's, brewed exclusively for Walt Disney World. So another cool little addition on the menu. Can you do the Adventures Club Kungaloosh salute? I told you it predates me. I was I was a little a little boy when it closed. I was going to say if you use the frame not to date yourself to talk about how young you are, it speaks about. Can I not? Is that not how that works? Or, oh, sorry. They have a lot of the wines that Animal Kingdom Lodge has, which has yeah. one of the largest wine selections of all the African wines. But the spice throughout Chakalaka Red Blend is one of my favorites. Is that what your is that going to be your lunchtime indulgence? Um, maybe not today because it's. I want something a little more icy because it's a little warm. Although we are in the shade with lovely fans to uh, cool us down. Yeah, I think I'm probably going to try one of the non-alcoholic versions because I'm driving and podcasting of one of the like the the night monkey that the happy happy macaque is the non-alcoholic version of the night monkey, which normally would have plantation dark rum guava purees, coffee, simple syrup, and lime juice with that. Just a hint, a hint of cilantro. And it comes in a little fancy glass, too. Yeah, a, a fancy glass for a fancy boy. <laughs> Listen, considering that you're getting a drink that comes up with a light of Buzz Lightyear, I would not. No, no. Some of these drink, act, you read them and then you wonder what's left in the non-alcoholic yeah. <laughs> But I'm sure they're really good. I think the, the Annapurna Zing is always really good, um, and I've never had the Delang's Delight. But that So the Night Monkey, the Annapurna Zing, and the Delang's Delight all have non-alcoholic versions. I'm, I'm incredibly excited. I think it's time to order. <laughs> uh, so, Sean, in, in the interest of doing a thorough and extensive research... When I say, it's probably easier if I tell you what we don't want, but I'll still go through it anyway. We're going to do the the Cuban sliders. Sounds good. Are we also doing the Impossible sliders, too? They're good. Very flavorful. All right. The Impossible sliders, too. Okay. The smoked ribs. The chicken bowl. The tuna poke bowl. You guys got my four top favorites. The bread service, obviously. Just out of curiosity, what's a seasonal soup? So it's a calabasa soup. It's going to be a squash soup, a little bit on the spicier side. Has some jalapenos in there, ginger pear chutney, cream-based. 
it's hot enough as it is. I'm going to bypass the soup and the salad. We're obviously we have to do the pork belly and the chicken wings. Are we doing or not charcuterie or not charcuterie? I don't think we. All right. Well, if we're still hungry, we'll get the, get the uh, the charcuterie and then to drink. A hibiscus henna, please. Gungaloosh. Um, I'll have the the zing gipper busy, the non-alcoholic anaprenazine. And I'll try the the happy macaki, macaki, the non-alcoholic night monkey. Please, <laughs> thank you. All right, guys, I'll put it right in. Thank Any you. Any allergies? Right Anything I need to know about? No. Nope. 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 Okay, so we just had our drinks and our first two out of seventeen or so appetizers. First things first. Cheers, my friends, and to you at home. Thank you very much for being here. Give me a let me a quick review of a taste of your beverage. Love it, hibiscus henna with the watermelon lime just right up my alley. It's very good. I forget what it was called. It was the Annapurna Zing non-alcoholic. So it's the Zingiber fizzy. <laughs> it's very good. It's got like a nice little pineapple, and I think there's there's supposed to be ginger beer in it. It's good. The Gungaloosh. Again, what I was uh, describing before, spiced ale, very refreshing, but very flavorful. I love it. Get it every time I'm here. What did you get, Lou? <laughs> Listen, I'm going to pronounce it how I think it needs to be. I'm going to call it the Happy Macaki, <laughs> so, which is the non-alcoholic <laughs> version of the Night Monkey. Uh, you definitely um, uh, taste the, the guava. It says guava puree, but it's it's a very thin um, it's, I was afraid it was going to be like when I heard puree it was some sort of a heavy smoothie type drink at all but it's got some lime juice and a little bit of cilantro almost like there's a little, like, a little bit of pepper on top it's not super sweet which I really like because it's not going to sort of overpower the first portion of our lunch today which is the bread service um, there are three different types of breads in there there's a papadon like a Brazilian cheese bread and I think it was a Thai milk bread um, and they said the Thai milk bread to have with the guava, the Brazilian cheese bread to have with the curry that's here, and then the papadam, I think, is, I forget the third. It's like a chutney. It's like a chutney. It's some other chutney. Yeah. yeah. And I love this, right? It's sort of served in this... Oh, yeah. um, uh, uh, oh we're gonna, No, just as long as it's in front of me, put it wherever you like. This is the veggie sliders. Oh, look at that. Cuban Frida sliders. Hello. And then the poke bowl. Nice. We're gonna need a bigger boat. Um, wow. Uh, I'm obviously gonna post photos of these in the show notes at www.radio.com. First of all, I love the presentation of the food here. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful, right? It, we really do start eating food with our eyes before we get to actually taste it. Um, but I love the presentation. Everything is actually super shareable. I was talking about the bread service being super shareable. Those wings look insane. Lisa put my poke down. Um, and then we also have the, the pork belly, too. While they're, while they're photographing everything, taking a quick look, Connor, where does your, where does your heart, your mind, your eyes, and your, your, your little tummy go first? <laughs> everything. Um, that braised pork, uh, pork belly with, like, a perfectly cooked poached egg. It's so pretty. Um, I'm going to destroy it. Uh, and then the pork ribs just showed up, and I might change my mind. I think it's the pork ribs. Oh, thank you. Oh, my God. Everybody's doing good? Yes, We're, This is the best. No allergies at all, right? None at all. <laughs> this is like the best day ever. <laughs> Amanda's holding the chicken wings because there's nowhere else to yeah. put them. 
we decided to hit the crispy chicken wings first. I'm so happy we did. Lisa literally flung herself back against the cushion, rolled her eyes in the back of her head, and uttered something that was unintelligible. Those are delicious. I dropped the bone. I got really excited (laughs) as I was eating it. They're fantastic. Nice crispy skin, and the flavor is phenomenal. I love a chicken wing that isn't just a buffalo chicken wing, you know? As much as I love buffalo chicken wings, but it's got... It's crazy when you read it. It says caramel peanut cilantro. You think that doesn't make any sense. Bangkok crispy chicken wings. Nuke chom caramel, peanuts, and cilantro. But it's not overly sweet. It's got just the right, you know, savory to sweet level. Uh, They have some peppers over there, too, which might be nice to, as an accoutrement for a little heat. Um, So crispy. Best wing on property. What? I think. That's the best wing I've had on property. They were all like what you'd call a flat. I think, yeah. but they had a ton of, of meat on them. The crispy on them is just perfect. The sauce that they're in is great and doesn't take away from the crispy on the outside. That was, fin- I don't I don't know where we go from here, but that was. Uh, you go to these wings. <laughs> so I won't even. So I was afraid. I'm not afraid because sometimes you get wings that are just drenched in sauce. They're thick, and when you see sweetness, sometimes it doesn't work. Let's just talk about the wing itself. A super meaty. Thinly fried, but super crispy on the outside, but like so moist and tender on the inside. I love the fact that there was a lot of meat on the wings as well. As it's supposed to be, the sauce is an accent to the flavor of the wing that that doesn't sometimes get lost. You hear like, you know, peanut butter and jelly wings are fun and they're, you know, Instagrammable. But this is, you're right, this is actually... Somebody write this down. I need to do a top 10 chicken wings on property because this... I'm free for that. I'm available for that. <laughs> and look at... I mean, you can see it fell off the bone. Yeah. Like, absolutely nothing went to waste here. That was great. So excited. In this short amount of time, Connor's already done with his rib. Wow, you literally just got down to the little nubbin of her... You're not supposed to eat the bone. Yeah, well, too late. That rib's fantastic. As good as that chicken wing is, that rib is delightful for all the same reasons. Falls off the bone, tender, crunch. The dipping sauce that it has is great. And again, it's not like your traditional American barbecued rib. It's got some some different flavors to it. Um, it's good because it's, it's a lot of accessible food, right? Like we see sliders, we see chicken wings, we see ribs. Things we're all comfortable with. But if you're not an adventurous eater, this is a nice gateway to a little bit of a more adventurous palate with familiar items. I mean, the bone is clean, pick clean. It's a really good rub, a little seasoning on it, nice saltiness, and the sauce, I didn't get enough. I was trying to be kind. I was the first one to take it, leave plenty of sauce for everybody else. But it is phenomenal. Again, really, really good. I was not aware there was a sauce, but I'm Neither pretty much I. finished my way. Found it. I know they're like, I'm like, what sauce are they talking about? It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal for all the same reasons as the wing. Um, it falls off the bone. And if you tend to not, sometimes I don't love wings as like a, I'm sorry, ribs as like a textural thing, like if it's fatty or something, and that's not an issue for me here. It has a wonderful char and sear on the outside. Even just again, I'm talking about the quality of the the rib and the meat and the way that it's cooked first the sauce is is delicious it's flavorful 
It's not overly thick. Again, sometimes you get wing, you get ribs that are drenched in a, in a sauce, although there is extra on the side if you do want to drench just a little bit. That's a phenomenal rib. Yeah. Um, it's it's very different. So I think Morimoto ribs are sort of in a, in a class all by... Yeah. Totally different. Because that, that, has a, that has a very thicker sort of uh, um, Thick crust sauce. and stuff on it. Yeah. This is not. This... Like the chicken wings, the star is the, the rib itself, not necessarily just the sauce, which is delicious. I'm going to dip my pinky in just to sort oh, of taste boy. it. What? Mm. I would put that on just about anything. You could put that I'm on gonna, a shoe and I would taste I'm going to dip one of those yuca fries in that oh, sauce yeah. just so you know. I like the way you think. It's now slider time, and we decided to go with the impossible sliders first in order to, to be fair to the Cuban Frida sliders. Thoughts? I love Impossible, like, whenever it shows up in the parks. Like, you know, if you're picky about your burgers, you can critique how close it is to the real thing. But I think it comes darn close. And we were just talking about how texturally and, like, otherwise it holds up against, you know, other other meat substitutes. And I think, like, the Impossible stuff does get the texture just right for the burger. And it had a nice little kick when that the uh, Chipotle aioli that was on it. Connor's still eating the chicken wings. Well, there was another chicken wing. It reminded me of the Impossible Slider that was a couple years ago. I think it was at Flower and Garden Festival, uh, Flavor and Fire. Yeah. I think it's really good flavor. I don't know what the uh, aioli or whatever was on there that was vegan, but uh, it added really nice um, flavor to it. And overall, very good. And I like the yuca fries a lot, too. I really like the Impossible stuff. Um, we were just saying, I, I'm not a huge fan of the Beyond. It's a, it's a textural and, and flavor thing for me. Uh, my daughter eats a lot of, of Impossible stuff. I think Disney does a really good job with it. And I like the fact here, too, much like at the, the festivals, they're not afraid to put a little bit of heat in there There's in that chipotle aioli. I think texturally, it does. It's sort of, it's almost a combination of ground beef and, like, this reminded me almost of, like, a sloppy joe, right? Yeah. Sort of the texture of, like, yeah. a sloppy joe, which I missed from grammar school. But I digress. But... Like, I would be happy ordering this, not as, oh, I need to order a vegan option, but I would order this because I just really enjoyed the, the flavor and the taste of it. I do it all the time. I'm not, I'm far from vegan, and but I order, I order these all the time because I like them so much because the heat, the texture, the flavor. Uh, pro tip, the yucca fries are very good, but if you're not about that, you can just get regular french fries as a substitute if you want. But you shouldn't do that because the yucca fries are delicious. <laughs> and we've been dipping, oh, thank you. We've been dipping them in one of the sauces that yeah. we got with the breads. Are, we're going to need some more sauce. This um, yeah, those are very good. If you have never had a yucca fry, don't let it hold you off from trying it. It really just tastes like a very, like, sort of hearty, dense French fry, like a super thick, hearty French fry. Um, they're really, really good. Um, and sometimes it's nice just to get the impossible, like, on a hot park day. Like, I, too, am nowhere near a vegan, but it's a nice option to have sometimes because the meat options can be a little bit heavier and sit a little bit heavier in your stomach on a day like this. The two of you, I'm nowhere near vegan. I hunt my own food. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure what, like, the distinguishment between near vegan and not near vegan. All right, let's move on to the non-vegan burgers. So these are the Cuban Frida sliders, which are beef and pork patties, which is almost more like a pulled pork type of, of meat. But you even said, as Connor licks his fingers, um, that it, it actually tasted more, or somebody said it tasted almost more like a sloppy joe yeah. than the other one did. Yeah, that tasted more like a sloppy joe to me. Like, it had that pulled pork, like you said, texture, and it was a little bit saucier. It was good, but not what I expected. I was expecting more of, like, that Cuban. When they said the word Cuban, I was thinking, like, more of a Cuban sandwich type 
flavor and it's not that but it is still good i think these um crispy shoestring potatoes which is not what i was imagining i was imagining those things that my grandmother gave me out of a can like when i was a little kid frenchies frenchies yeah but these are like like super super thin um very like sort of wispy potatoes but it has like a nice little seasoning to it uh, as well and it gives a nice little bit of texture that the other one didn't have I guess when I read a menu and it says Cuban, I have a very distinct idea in my head of what it's going to be. It's going to be a Cuban sandwich, right? You're going to have your pork, you're going to have your your ham, your pickles, your your mustard on some great bread. It's very different. Um, I think maybe they would have going for Cuban as in the sense of the flavors that it was bringing as the flotilla comes by. Another great reason to uh, dine here. You see the characters going by on on the river. Um but I put impossible over that. As crazy as it sounds. I think that it was very good. I actually like the impossible better. I know they're far different, you know, items, but I really like the impossible flavor. And uh, this one I could, it was fine. Uh, I could skip it. One important point, when you order the sliders, they come two. So two sliders and some uh, yucca. Uh, Usually you ask them if you can get an extra one. They'll order. Uh, they'll put on an extra one for you if you have a lot of people at the table. I will say that this is one of my favorite places to come solo, and everything on this table is like a really good portion for one person. Maybe not like all 17 items we ordered, but if you got like one bowl or one thing of the two sliders and four big yucca fries, you know that that's a good portion for a snack or a meal for somebody. It's also very sort of hangout friendly because it's not like you're sitting here and you're ordering one big plate of food that's going to sit in front of you while you sit and nurse a drink and maybe do some work or something while you're sitting here for a few hours. But like to be able to like order a lot of different options off this menu since there's so many good things to try. Um, And then also kind of have fresh stuff coming to you in small pieces throughout the day. It's sort of like a tapas style ordering almost more than. It's almost like they bring the buffet to you. Just sort of like. What an idea. Right? If you just sort of, like, space them out a little bit, like, just keep the food coming every five minutes until I pass out, and every every 15 minutes after that. Um, I agree. I would order the Impossible. I would come to order the Impossible Sliders because I really like the flavor, and I like the texture a little bit better. And then, come closer. Come closer. Pro tip, because we overheard somebody talking to the, one of the servers about this. Rumor has it that if you ask very, very nicely... You can also order the lobster mac and cheese from Tiffin's outside here. It's not on the menu. It's not on a secret menu. But if you ask, we did hear it happen at a nearby table that I want to go and visit so I can try some of her lobster mac and cheese. But we got we still I mean, have we I have know. pork belly. Uh, we have poke. We have chicken bread. We gotta eat. I know. I think I think we should move to the pork belly next because we don't want Back that to it. sort of. Is that like a euphemism, or you just literally want them to crack the egg? There's an egg on there, and it needs to be cracked. That yolk needs to be broken on that bad boy. Stop the presses, Vicky Vale. That is really good. That's, I know it's a DC reference. I'm sorry. but like, you, you don't know who Vicky Vale is? Wait, you've never seen Michael Keaton's original one and only Batman? Oh, I know. Uh, let's get, you want to get nuts? You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. How is he? Whatever, we'll come back to it. We, we're going to have... <laughs> Good God. That is rich. That is phenomenal. Like, what... There's some... I have to talk about what flavors are happening because that's, like... It's very, very rich. I want to ask about getting a basket of those biscuits. 
to take home with me and just eat on the chorizo goat cheese biscuit. I want to just dip anything I can into this sauce, too. It's very, very decadent. Uh, there is some, I don't know if it's butter and or different oils and or uh, something, but it is really, really rich. You look like you're about to cry. No, like. in a good way. In a good way. My heart is happy. No, I mean, it's a good cry. <laughs> Connor's still looking up Batman. <laughs> to, 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 re, to redo it, we just ate the honey chili glazed pork belly, which is, uh, it comes with chorizo goat cheese biscuit, which is just a little, like, almost like a soft, tiny muffin, soft poached egg, tasso gravy. Um, you know what that tastes like? That tastes like more. That's what that tastes like. <laughs> yeah, wow. I'm so sad I had to share that with you. Just a little bit left for you. I don't get a lot of goat cheese, I'll say. I... It's phenomenal, but I almost get like a parm. There's something else going on from the cheese on the cheese end. I'm not sure what it is. I'm going to take another piece Let of the pork. Yeah, and I'm just going to slather through Whatever that only is. because I could Connor ate the other chicken wing. Again, the pork, like what came off the rib, is meaty, and it's, not, it's, it's tender, and it's soft. And it kind of looks so sad now because it doesn't have any. Con, let me just tell you all about it. It's, it's, it's all gone. Um, I love the sort of the, there's this little tingle on the back of my palate from something that's like, not spicy, but a but a spice. I really like that. Tasso gravy. I had to look it up because I'm not familiar with it. It has leeks as the base and then a bunch of different seasonings, seafood seasoning, and then clam juice and tomato juice. So it's healthy. So I'm basically eating, it's like a protein shake. <laughs> I don't know how you could have heard any of those words and thought, oh, that's healthy. Um, you know what's so great? This is this is a lounge connected to a signature dining experience, and it shows. Like You don't get a whole lot of that across property, and that's where it really comes to the fore with this food. You know it's coming out of a kitchen where the people know what they're doing, presentation, flavor, Bang bang! It's a winner. Yeah, it, that's a great point because it it is a it's an elevated lounge food experience, and it's also really really accessible. <clears throat> I'm kind of running through my head of like the restaurants on property that have accompanying lounges with great menus and things like Steakhouse 71 or like even the fact that you can like go to Space 220 and like yeah. sit in the lounge there. But it's not that level of accessibility like here where you're literally just like walk up. You might have a little bit of a wait, but you're kind of killing time enjoying yourself at Animal Kingdom anyway. And then sitting in this beautiful space, it just feels like a more relaxed setting than like being like in the other side of the room at a restaurant necessarily where you're kind of just ordering off the same menu. Because this has a menu in its own right too. It's not like you're just getting like the same menu that you'd be getting at a different restaurant. Yeah. I just want you all to know how like genuinely happy my little heart and stomach is. <laughs> like I'm just I'm like all of us have moved from somewhere else to be here. Like just look where we are. We're among friends and Connor and like look Wait a second. <laughs> but like how nice is this? It's great, and this is one of the benefits, obviously, of, of living here or coming here frequently. You can just come and chill, you know? Is, is this something where you would factor into, a, like, a gung-ho plan? Like, a, a more a sun-up till sundown, you just want to be in the parks? Maybe not, but if you've come a lot and you want to try something new and you want to be in the parks and you love just being in the parks and chilling and relaxing... Nomad Lounge is, is perfect for that in the animal kingdom. Yeah. And I think it's 
also just a good, even if you are coming here like on a gung-ho like family trip where you're rope rocking the parks, I mean, I think it's really lovely just to know that something like this exists as an option. Like if you're rope dropping Animal Kingdom and running in and doing Flight of Passage and it's like in the 90s and hotter than, you know, here, um, then it's, it, it, it's nice to know that there is an option like this because even if you didn't start your gung-ho park day thinking that you'd be wanting to sit here in, in the afternoon, like it, remembering that this is an option is really nice, even if it wasn't in your original plans. And that would be a nice way to sort of round out our meal today, but we have not one, not two, but three more items to go. You bet your bottom dollar we're getting dessert, too, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. Um, I think we should hit next. I think we've got the bread, we've got the poke, and I think we also have the chicken, the chicken bowl. Manchurian chicken. Yes, uh, the chicken, which stalling for time, chicken Manchurian bowl, uh, not to be confused with the Manchurian candidate, steamed rice, red cabbage kimchi, ginger scallion oil, cremini mushrooms, huge portion. portion. Um, you know, when you think about that, rice protein it it's a bowl like thing um plenty to share it has some fun little like styrofoam peanuts things i always call those that just nice crunch to it um but it's just dig your fork at least don't even bother putting it in your plate oh now you're just making them now you're just making a mess so i love food that's served in a bowl or in a sandwich or on my plate, but especially in a bowl, because you can sort of like mix it all up in there and get like a lot of stuff, like in a single fork. I would actually eat that with a giant spoon if I could. Um, this too, like, has wonderfully flavored chicken, delicious jasmine rice. I love the the pickled onions and the mushrooms as well. Thoughts around the table? It's got a little heat to it, mm-hmm. actually. It's it's really good. The rice is wonderful. The red cabbage gives it a great little texture, as well as the little rice straw crunchies or whatever they are. Um, the the chicken is a really nice option. The tuna poke, which we'll try next, I'm sure, is is phenomenal. But this is a really nice option too, especially if you're not a raw fish person. And Amanda mentioned, you know, coming here by yourself, crashing at the bar, thirteen dollars. For one person, that's a nice entree. You could get a cocktail. You could get that. Maybe the bread service. You're feeling a little risky, but that's that'll that'll fill you right up. Yeah, I had several sizable pieces of chicken breast. They were breaded, but it was a light breading. And then when I bit into them, it didn't taste how I expected it to. And I don't know if that's the ginger scallion oil or what exactly that was, but it was very, very good. And I like the mushrooms, especially added some good flavor. Yeah, I would come back, like you said, and just I, don't know, I would get that. Like, like you said, going to sit at the bar. Yeah. Speaking of bowls. <laughs> Why'd you laugh when I said I like food in bowls? <laughs> I, 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 you, I thought you were just going to stop at I like food. I'm like, well, yeah. I could have stopped at any part yeah, <laughs> in, that, in that statement. I like food in bowls and on sandwiches and on plates. Tuna poke bowl. It's got a box around it, like Lou said, which means it's, it's a call out. Steamed rice, edamame, pickled radish. Chili, sesame, glaze. Just right off the bat, it's such a pretty dish, right? Colors, everything. It's now being destroyed, but it's it's. I, I gotta get my hands on this. <laughs> One second. Me- oh, it's got some heat. I just took a bite. There, I see that t- chili. Give her a second. Yeah, yeah but that's like I, I like the fact. That, and first of all, some things do, and you can certainly temper based on your palate. But I like coming to a place like this where I know I'm going to have something that's sort of 
be a sort of wide hit on sort of the flavor spectrum. Yeah, it has. It definitely has some heat to it. It just tastes really fresh. Like the colors are beautiful. It just feels like a very sort of full sensory experience. I wouldn't know because Connor's still taking his portion. I'm just he, now he's just teasing me. So I love tuna poke. I probably get it at least once a week uh, locally around my house. I think this is a great light option. Like you said, there's a little bit of heat. You could probably ask them to maybe temper that a little bit because of of the glaze. Uh, I think it's a it's a very nice light meal, especially on a on a hot day like today, where the other 360 some odd days of the year that are really hot in Florida. Um, but I like this one a lot, and this is what comes in at fifteen dollars. Yeah, it's sixteen. Um, you know, it's it's also a bowl type dish, and again, it's gorgeous. Like Lou always says, you eat with your eyes first, and this is definitely like checks all the boxes there. I love the rice that it's served with. It's not a sticky rice; it's a jasmine rice, but it's very sort of buttery, almost. If you've had rice that's cooked like that, and it's really just wonderful, and it's very just fresh and light. I think what's great about it is, yes, there's some spice to it, but everything's sep- separate to a certain extent. Yes, the tuna poke is is covered in the the um the uh what is it the chili sesame glaze and it's on top of the rice but the edamame is over to the side by itself the pickled radish is over to the side by itself so it, if it is a little bit too spicy get a couple edamames cleanse the palate cool it down and then go back in for more or you can be crazy and just mix it all together and it's I just went back rice. in again I can't get now I'm actually looking for some of the spice I think Amanda just ate all of the spice thing. I was the first one in and I'm feeling it even in the back of the throat but it's good spice and I would definitely have that for a, a full meal um, that's a very plentiful portion for one person and like everybody said the freshness love the edamame I'd definitely get that again and that now brings us to the, the last item on our, our culinary journey which was the first one that he brought out which was the bread service <clears throat> was sort of the making the bread service our pre-dessert appetizer. <clears throat> Excuse me. But this, again, this is the Tiffin's bread service that comes with the coconut curry, the guava, and the ginger pear chutney, and the three different types of bread. See, this this is almost like desserts for me. Con, let me tell you something. I'm not really a sweets guy, per and se. I, I would like right, to... This. <laughs> State for the record, I feel like I'm one of the first people to call you out on that. <laughs> really? When you, you think you're the first? <laughs> when you're not a sweets guy. <laughs> um, this is this is so nice. Right, three vastly different types and styles of bread. It is it's a little sort of bread buffet, and then oh. mixing and matching and pairing the different dips with a different type of bread brings out all different types of flavors. Right, so we did the the sort of thin like a. It's like a papadon with, what is this, the pear? Chutney. It's this chutney. Um, it's, it's almost like, if you're, if you're of my people, it's almost like a harosa <laughs> style. But it is. It's, like a, it's a, like a fruit chutney with some nuts and stuff in it. And it's nice because it has a little bit more to it. And the papadon, of course, is like a simple um, cracker style. And then there's the Thai milk bread. But the papadon is nice because there's a little bit of, like, there's a peppery, okay, yeah. Yeah. peppery to it. And it's sort of, it's offset by some of the sweetness. Connor's Googling all the words you just said. <laughs> um, and then there's the Thai milk bread, which is a nice sort of loaf style. And then there's a guava um, puree that's sort of a smooth puree that is really, really nice with that. And it has sort of a like a breakfast vibe. 
I could see coming here like when they first open and almost treating this like a continental breakfast style meal. And then there's, of course, the Brazilian cheese bread, which never disappoints. But actually, our waiter recommended that we pair that with the curry, which tastes like almost like a peanut curry, which was really, really yeah. nice. I've never had a Brazilian cheese bread with that kind of a sauce with it. And it was really nice. I mean, this is a new brunch. Pork belly with the egg and the biscuit and this bread service. Yeah. That's, and guava, to me, goes on all three. <laughs> it was fantastic. But I love just being able to mix and match. And, of course, the Brazilian cheese bread we're all familiar with if you've been to any Epcot festival, right? And there's a lot There's a lot of it, too. Like, there's a lot of it still in there. You've heard of the meat sweats. I might be getting the carb sweats right now. <laughs> but I want to go back in for more. I love this bread service. I think one thing... People hear bread service and they think Walt Disney World. They obviously think Sanaa. This is not like it at all. Um, it's not. That's not a good thing or a bad thing. It's just very, very, very different. Um, but I love how it's almost like each sauce has an accompaniment. Right? You can go as crazy or as basic as you want. But even on their on their own, the breads themselves are are really, really tasty. I may or may not have been dancing in my seat with joy because I was just. I was just loving every single part of this. Um, and it's a great sort of fun, shareable, picky conversation food, too. Like, this this is just great. I love this. I really, really like that. Um, and I think you're right, that this is sort of a nice alternative if you're thinking, like, Sanaa, bread service. If only there was somebody, anybody, who would... Well, I did find somebody and anybody. Yeah, I like this a lot. Yeah, I mean, I just, and, and it, it does have that. It's not the same idea as a Sanaa bread service because it's not that non with the spread. But it is the same sort of, like you said, like interactive, like, oh, what is that? Like, and it really changes the taste and flavor profile of the breads to eat them with, you know, a savory curry versus a chutney that has a little more texture or that smooth guava, like brings out different types of flavors in the breads that we might not have experienced before. So we've now literally eaten the entire menu. Up, up. But we're coming to the churros. Oh, we'll go- <laughs> he, he really is like a kid. Like, whoa, like, like, Dad, what are you doing? I promise, son, you did good with your lunch. We're going to get dessert. But you've tried them all. What stands out to you? What would you come back here for? Or what are the two items that you would come and eat when you came back? And I know it's going to depend on the day and how you're feeling. But if you could come here and order two things, or even if just one, what do you think it would be? Thank you for giving me two. Um, I would go for the ribs, and I'm really torn on the second one, but I'm going to go with that chicken bowl. I, I had two things, and then you said ribs, and I had forgotten about the ribs. <laughs> so I always order the impossible slider, so I won't count that, because that's I just always get that. Those ribs were fan- awesome. The pork belly was exceptional. I'm thinking of... What I would do if it was if it was just me, and I had it all to my little self, that pork belly is is next level. So I did love the pork belly, and I think it was like a really nice thing to have with a group of people because it's extremely rich. So I loved it, but I'm gonna let you have been, been the one to have said that. Um, nobody has said the wings yet, so I am all in on the wings rather than the the ribs are great, but the wings were just next level for me. And then since I picked the wings, I'm gonna go a little lighter and then do the tuna poke rather than the Manchurian with the chicken, just to kind of balance out the richness. Well, clearly I want to come back and dine with you all again so we can order everything. I'm 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 I'm, I'm speech. I'm without speech. I love the chicken wings. 
I like the pork. I love the chicken bowl too, right? Because there's sort of a lot in it, and I really like the bread service. I would maybe, I would maybe get bread service. I like the sliders, but I almost feel like I can get impossible sliders anywhere. Maybe the bread service and the wings. And I usually I don't I don't bypass a good tuna poke anywhere. Um, yeah, those Bangkok crispy chicken wings. Play it, play it, sing it, girl. Um, yeah, it's that good. We can get the churros, the vanilla with the vanilla crema, and today's seasonal sauce. Oh, that's all right. We don't we don't need it. That's okay. You're good. No, 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 no. Get get them. I will say there is, if you ask, there is a kids menu, right? So we've been talking a lot about about how kind of bold and different these flavors are. There are some some traditional kids stuff that you can get here if you want to bring the whole family. What is on the, uh, do you have the kids menu pulled up handy? No, no, please, please don't ever call me out on the spot ever again, okay? I just see what I see around myself, but we can find that out. <laughs> yeah, I, so I knew, I mean, I'm crazy, but I, I did remember when I was looking at the menu ahead of time that the kids menu, and I'm, and I'm sorry that I forgot about it, did have something special on it because they have create your own entrees. So they do have a couple of kids appetizers. Garden vegetables with dipping sauce and falafel. How did we not get the falafel with garlic yogurt? What? I'm getting one of those as my dessert. But they also have create your own entrees. Grilled shrimp with ginger tamari glaze. Uh, Two selections and choice of milk, water, and apple juice. Impossible chow, a grilled beef skewer, and a grilled teriyaki chicken thigh. There's four items on the menu. Shrimp, impossible, grilled beef skewer, and grilled teriyaki chicken. Like, that's a great kids' menu. And they pick their entree, one of those, and then they pick two sides. And the sides are green beans, basmati rice, vegetables, white cheddar, mac and cheese, cookies and cream brownie, and fresh fruit. That's awesome. And the kids' menu items come in between 12 and $16. The kids' appetizers are 5 bucks. I am getting a falafel. I'm about to be a kid. We're going to get a falafel. And we're going to get not one, but two orders of churros. How's that? Thanks, Dad. (laughs) Guys doing all right? We're doing great. I didn't realize that there was falafel with garlic yogurt on the kids' menu. Can I have one of those and two churros, please? Thank you. Connor, just when you thought you were out, I pulled you back in because our children's kids' menu item of uh, falafel just came. Five dollars. Got two sort of golf ball size pieces of falafel and a dipping sauce. Go. It, you know what? I never thought I'd wanted to end a meal with falafel, but if I have to, that was good. I mean, great price, especially for the little kiddos. Um, really good. Love the their take on almost like a tzatziki of sorts. Solid. Well done. Considering how full we all feel like the fact that it's because usually by the time you get to the end of a dining review you're just like we've eaten so much nothing tastes good anymore we're all slumped over but that falafel was a very nice flavorful savory ending and i like the tangy sauce to balance it out 
I'm not saying that somebody here actually fell off the couch. It had nothing to do with alcohol consumption, but... Okay, it was falafel. It was fine $5, two pieces of falafel. It was an anticlimactic end to a delicious meal. But if you're in the mood for falafel or you have a child in tow that would like two pieces of falafel, then I highly recommend it. <laughs> That's code for Mangello. Get to the churros already. <laughs> we ordered... Uh, Connor made us order two orders of churros that comes with the vanilla dipping sauce and it comes with a seasonal sauce or a daily sauce, which today is strawberry. All right, Connor, you order, You wanted two orders of churros. I, I, I never said two orders. You said one for me and one no. for everybody else. No, I am about to eat my third churro, if that's what you're asking. I love them. You know, different than the normal churro you get in the theme park, of course. These are almost cut in quarters, um, but they're each like individually deep fried, so you get the crunchy on both sides of it. The dipping sauces are good. The strawberry one, much more liquidy. Um, and then the vanilla one, it's almost like dipping it into a pudding, which I love. It's it's great, crunchy, covered in cinnamon sugar. You can't go wrong, even when you've eaten so much <laughs> prior to said churro. Who doesn't love a good pudding? You're too young to remember bringing pudding to school, and you took, like, the top off, and it was, like, that thin little layer of, like... The hard, and they had to sort of like take off the layer of pudding on top. Your mother never made you pudding. Well, why are you looking at me? Pudding? No, she she did make me pudding. That sounds like a Great Depression kind of thing with you know saving the pudding with the uh, skim on it. What did you say? The pudding skins. Anyway, onto the churros. The pudding skin when you put it in the fridge and it forms the skin is the best. The churros are lovely. Um, I actually really like the strawberry dipping sauce. They're nice and warm. They bring them out fresh. Um, I am very full at this point, admittedly, but they're they're delicious, and yes, I too enjoy a pudding. So it's fried goodness covered in sugar. What can be wrong with yeah. this? And combine the vanilla and the strawberry makes for a delightful experience. So I do like the fact that they're they're smaller, so it's easily shareable. So I'm not committed to the big giant churro, which I can never eat. I also like that that these sort of taste a little bit, they're a little bit lighter fried than some of the other ones so it's not a heavy like chari sort of crunch to it like one churro with the vanilla sauce was a perfect way to your point that last flavor that you want on your palate like that's the way I want to end it which is something just with a hint of sweetness and um, my 17th glass of water because it's so hot outside so at $9 for I guess you get about 5 or so uh, the small churros in there. Um, yeah, a nice way to sort of punctuate um, the meal. And there is a gluten-free option on the menu that we've heard is very good, so I'm sure that's a nice option for people. And actually, the description says it's strawberry guava, which makes sense to me because it has that little yeah. extra kick. Because yeah. um, I liked it more than I expected to, and I think that that's it. It's the guava in there. It's really good. All right, so... Round out the the meal and the review for us. Uh, your your final thoughts on the Nomad Lounge, ladies first. It still remains one of my absolute favorite places. I will say, when we got here, it was about what eleven thirty. There's a line. They only take a walk up list or just walk in. You can always ask if you're one person if there's a seat at the bar, but just you know be prepared to put your name in. It was a 75 minute wait when we walked up, so just be prepared for that. But overall. Still one of my favorite places to come. 
there's a really short list of places on property that like I feel really lucky to be local because they're just great places to be able to chill and like enjoy the parks in the opposite of a rushed way that you normally went on vacation. Um, Nomad Lounge has always, always been probably in my top three, you know, for that list. And I met, often, like, I'll come to Animal Kingdom for the sole purpose of, like, sitting here with a friend, having a drink, just relaxing for a little while. So, yeah, I, I just love that this place exists and that there are places like this throughout Disney where you can just kind of take a step back from running around and being exhausted and just enjoy a good meal. I loved coming here when I was a visitor traveling down. I love coming here as a local. I love bringing people here who are visiting me in the parks. It's awesome. It has the three things you always look for in a good Disney restaurant. It's got awesome food. It's got great theming and storytelling. We didn't even talk about the the Imagineer stuff inside that you can kind of look at. Uh, it's got an awesome, awesome setting as well. Whether you're inside or you're outside, it's peaceful. It's well done. It's Disney at its best. Um, it sounds like we're just like we can't be liking it that this much, right? But there's a reason why you've only ever done two or one dining review where you've revisited it. This place is 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 a home run. But like Amanda said, come with a plan if you want to come here because it gets busy for good reason. Connor, that's very well said. I mean, if I sound surprised, I'm slightly, I slightly am surprised. But Hang on, I'm about to go in for my third churro. <laughs> no, I agree with everything that, that all of you said. Um, I think it's, it's, I think it's not just one of the best lounges on property. I think it's one of the best overall dining experiences on property. A dining experience does not have to be a sit down, you know, type of a meal. All the things that you talked about, the location, the food, the company, the environment, the background music, it all just sort of comes together for a really, really nice afternoon or evening, lunch, brunch, whatever it might be. Uh, it's a place that I would make a special trip here to come back to. Not, you know, we don't just come for flight of passage. We come here sometimes for these types of experiences and Nomad Lounge is a place I would absolutely come back to. I would also love to come back to each of you again so that we can do this again. Tell people where they can come or come back to in order to find you online and social. Absolutely. You can find me at meandthemagic.com and I have the Me and the Magic podcast we just hit 100 episodes and soon we'll be coming uh, loungewear June 1st. Tell me one reason why I should go visit meandthemagic.com. If you're interested in solo travel and you want to connect with fellow travelers, and I feel like this is a perfect place to be because Nomad Lounge celebrates the love of travel. Lisa Nero Glasner? Um, you can find me on my site and blog, The Castle Run, and on Instagram. I'm very active as The Castle Runner. And also, of course, I have Core Memory Candles, which I'm very proud of. And they are to bring the scent of your vacation home um, in a lovely and understated aesthetic way. Quickly, in one sentence. Tell me, us, about your new scent that I love so much. So Rope Drop Coffee Shop is our brand new scent. I just launched it last week. It's this gorgeous coffee scent that's got notes of caramel and cream and warm vanilla. Um, and it just smells like the morning and the promise and like that first stop into Main Street to get your coffee before you kick off the day or at your resort. And that sort of scent that I associate so much with, um, with the energy of the morning here at Disney. I mean, it would be nice if we had one to actually... I mean, she would have brought us one. But anyway, Connor Brown. Connor Brown. You can visit me, wdwopinion.com, um, to help you daydream, plan for and daydream about your next perfect Disney vacation. We might be doing a little bit of a rebrand 
And that's what we call a tease in the business. So that's why you should visit it. At WDW on Instagram, Facebook, all the social medias. Follow along. Um, Hopefully you enjoyed my, uh, I guess, banter on this and you want to learn more about it. So that's where you can find out about all that. Awesome. Well, this was a ton of fun. I appreciate all of you being here, not just because I love the conversation and the friendship, but the excuse to order literally everything except the leafy greens on the menu. So thank you again. Um, Very quickly, if you had your choice, where would you want to go and do a live review next? Quick, go. Chef Art Smith's homecoming, but you've probably already done it. I still can't believe that you haven't done Topolino, but if Takumi Te comes up on the availability list sometime soon, I think I would also be down for that. Dude, when that Izakaya opens in Japan, just get, get, oof. I would like to be on the Takumi Te list as well. I'm sure it's <laughs> becoming an extensive list. Um, keep the lounge stuff going, Bar Riva. I love me some Bar Riva. It's a, it's a cool setting. We could do that. Good food as well. I have not been to Bar Riva since the day that I first walked through Riviera. Have, have you done a um, Prima Piatta at all? I have not. So, combo, you know, two kind of smaller menus. We can kind of two birds, one stone, but all the food. So why don't you get like a big suite? We'll do like a staycation there and I'll take care of the food. You got it, brother. Three bedroom right at you. <laughs> And I would love to know from you, have you ever been to Nomad Lounge? If so, what are your thoughts? If not, is this something that you will put on your menu for your upcoming visit? And where else would you like to hear a live dining review? You can let me know by emailing me, lou, at www.radio.com. Better yet, be part of the community and conversation over in the clubhouse at www.radio.com slash clubhouse. Now I just want to lay back on this couch and take a little nap. because we've been here for three hours. Time for our Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or see how well you pay attention to the details in what you see, hear, remember, or taste. If you think you know the answer, you can enter for a chance to win a Disney prize package. This week's trivia contest is once again brought to you by you. No, really, I'm serious, because as part of the WW Radio Nation, you help bring every episode of the show to life, every live broadcast, the contests and giveaways and events. They're all thanks to, by, for, with, and about you. And you can find out how you can help the show for as little as a dollar per month and get exclusive rewards every month, like scavenger hunts, trivia quests, take part in our group video calls, get access to our private Facebook group, shirts, stickers, monthly care packages from the parks, early access and discounts to special events, and much more. I love and appreciate your friendship and support and help, and I love being able to give back to you each and every month. And don't forget that a portion of your, obviously, optional contribution goes to our Dream Team project to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. Thanks to you, we've raised more than $550,000 to help children with life-threatening illnesses and their families visit Walt Disney World. I want to thank some new and longtime members of the Nation family, including Justin Yeo, Stephanie King, 
and McCullen, Michael Armstrong, Stu Stefanski, and Lindsay T. Thank you so very much. And if you want to find out how you can be part of the nation and help the show, you can visit www.radio.com support. Now, before we get to this week's question, we're going to go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, I asked you to tell me simply, what was the very first moderate or moderate rate hotel built in Walt Disney World? Thanks to so many of you who entered, got this one correct, and knew that the answer was, of course, Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort. It opened on October 1st, 1988, as the first moderate resort, and is themed after villages in the Caribbean that capture the essence of five different islands, including Barbados, Jamaica, Martinique, Trinidad, and Aruba. So I took all the correct entries, randomly selected one. Last week, you were playing for a WW Radio mug, pin, and a mystery prize. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is Phil Robustelli. So, Phil, congratulations. I will get your prize package out to you right away. And if you played last week and didn't win, don't sweat it, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So this week, I want you to tell me simply where in Walt Disney World can or could you find propeller heads? Where in Walt Disney World can or could you once find propeller heads? You have until Sunday, May 21st at 11.59 p.m. Eastern to go to www.radio.com, click on this week's podcast, use the form there. And again, this week, you're going to play for a mug, a pin, and a mystery prize. It could be a t-shirt. It could be something from my collection. It's a mystery to you. It's a mystery to me at this point. We'll figure it out. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in this and every week and join us virtually at the table at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Please don't forget to be part of the community and conversation over in the WW Radio Clubhouse on Facebook at www.radio.com slash clubhouse. You can also connect with me on social. I am at Lou Mangiello on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. If you have a question you'd like me to answer in an upcoming episode, you can email me, lou at www.radio.com, or if you want to be heard on the air with a question, a comment, or just a hello from the parks, you can call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WDW1. Of course, in addition to connecting and chatting with you online, I still believe that nothing beats a handshake and a hug. Please visit our events page at www.radio.com slash events for upcoming cruises, adventures, and our next meet of the month, which is going to be this Saturday, May 20th at Scat Cats Lounge at Disney's Port Orleans French Quarter Resort. The meet's going to run from 5.30 to 6.30. And of course, you're welcome to stay at the lounge for some food and some live jazz music. The meet of the month is fun. It's free. It's family friendly. Come alone or bring everybody along with you. For more information and to RSVP, not that you need to RSVP, but to find out more, again, go to the events page at www.radio.com events. And speaking of events and adventures, I promised and teased at the beginning of the show that I was going to announce and share with you our next WW Radio group adventure or adventures by Disney to England and France with stops in London, Paris, Windsor, and Versailles and an optional post-adventure stay and visit to Disneyland Paris. The adventure is going to run from May 20th through 27th, 2024 as we 
travel down the paths of royalty and visit the sites where famous and infamous historical moments occurred. We're going to tour some of London's stunning castles, have a private viewing of the royal crown jewels, then cross the channel to France for the art, culture, cuisine, and cuisine of the City of Light, which is Paris, again with that optional stay at Disneyland Paris. Now, because demand for this adventure, which has been sort of been building up for the last couple of years, is once again expected to be very high, access is on a first come, first serve basis. And the way it's going to be released is the following. This Wednesday, May 17th, it will be open to past WDW Radio group adventures by Disney travelers. The following day, it will open to WDW Radio Nation members, bronze level and above. And on Friday, May 19th, all these happen at 12 o'clock Eastern. The booking and interest form is going to be publicly available to the clubhouse and general public. Now, our WDW Radio group adventures have sold out often quickly in the past, which is why I wanted to give you information about the adventure ahead of time. So if you want to learn more about the itinerary, pricing, traveling with adventures by Disney and us, you can learn more by going to wdwradio.com slash abd24. That's also where the interest and booking form will be on Friday when it opens up to the clubhouse and general public. If you have any questions, you can email me, post in the clubhouse, or contact your mouse fan travel advisor. As this is a WW Radio exclusive group, you do need to book through Mouse Fan Travel. And again, all details and information is available at www.radio.com slash ABD24. And speaking of events, but on a business lifestyle variety, tickets for my Momentum Weekend workshop in Walt Disney World this September are still available. And you can still take advantage of our super early bird special. Momentum this year is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, September 29th through October 1st. It is once again limited to 50 entrepreneurs and solopreneurs to make this environment of learning, sharing, network, collaborating, and making real progress as effective and valuable as possible. There's also an optional eight-person mastermind Monday. Tickets are almost 50% sold out, so if you want to find out more information, take advantage of the early bird pricing or if you have any questions, you can visit loumangelo.com slash momentum. And while you're on loumangelo.com, you can also find out how I can work with you. And maybe if momentum or the retreat isn't right for you through one-on-one coaching or small group weekly masterminds. Or if you are looking for a keynote speaker or workshop facilitator, I'll help you and your organization learn how to apply lessons from the Disney parks and Walt Disney on customer service, leadership, teamwork, customer experience, and exceeding expectations to create your own Disney-like culture in your organization with customized presentations that are practical, tactical, and inspiring. Again, you can learn more by visiting loumangelo.com. Thanks, as always, to Mouse Fan Travel, my official and recommended travel provider. Whether you're coming to one of our events or making your own Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, or any vacation on this big, blue, beautiful planet of ours, visit Mouse Fan Travel for the best possible prices, all available discounts, all that come at no cost to you. And if you like the show, and I hope that you do, all I ask is that you please help spread the word, tell a friend, invite them to listen and subscribe and come be part of the community. Please take a second to leave a rating review over an Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And the last and most important ask that I have from you and really for you is to please choose the good and find the good in the things and the people that you encounter every day. Be that positive light and impact on others. Remember that every moment is an opportunity. Make it a positive one for yourself 
And for others, I promise you, positivity has a ripple effect. Spread positivity and positivity will spread. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you so very much for listening. I hope to see you on the live show, on Facebook, on Wednesday night at Scat Cats. I'm so excited for the meet of the month this weekend and some other information I'm going to share with you over the next few days as well. I love you. I appreciate you. So until next time, I hope that this is your best week ever. See ya. Hello, this is Patrice Roberti from Metro Boston. And yesterday, Sunday, I want Sunday early evening, I wanted to watch something pleasant on television. There's so much that's not pleasant, and even sports can be non-pleasant if one's team loses. So I wanted to watch something pleasant. So I went to YouTube, and I watched you walking around the Polynesian. And I, I'm about halfway through watching it, and it was so wonderful and so beautiful. And so funny, like when the kid asked you, the lady said, now you Lou, and you're like, do I owe you money? But the thing, I'm trying to do this without getting misty. You left those people, those friends of yours, and you said, do you want to know my why? It should never be, you said, about money or something not pure. And, you know, that was really, really, really beautiful and really special. And I know that you think about Walt Disney and what he wanted to bring to the parks. But I continue to believe, I obviously didn't know him, don't know as much about him as you do, but it's so easy to believe that he would be so proud of you, you know, how you want to sit on Main Street and people watch, or you just want your, your people to be happy, or you want your, your goals to be pure and not impure. I totally believe that that's true with you. God bless you for it, and I'm glad that you got the life you did that you seem to treasure. Take care. Bye. Hey, Lou. It's Christine Morrison from Flowertown, Pennsylvania. It is Friday afternoon and a lovely, like, I think it's like 84 degrees today, which is fantastic. I love this weather. Hanging out with the dogs. I just listened to the part two of your Italy uh, Adventures by Disney. And I was so inspired by your Adventures by Disney-ness that um, for my youngest son, Chase, I said, you know, we originally were going to go to Disneyland for his graduation present, um, just him and I, but I looked up what the cheapest Adventures by Disney was, and it's, uh, I believe it's the Costa Rica ADD, and it's um, it's like $4,000 a person for a week. So that's how we're going to dip our feet into the ABD world so him and I are going to do that. I'm just waiting for the 2025 dates to come out. And my um, MEI travel agent is Jackie York, so I will be hitting her up to help me plan that. I'm super excited, though, um, to do this. I've never done this, so it's got to be amazing, right? I mean, come on. Anyway, everybody have a wonderful weekend. Make someone smile, and that's it. I hope everybody's well. Um, Take care. Bye.